Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. I wanted to take a moment to invite you to uh, look up Anchor.fm and consider maybe opening up your own podcast. It's free to start. It's really, really easy. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I podcast from my tablet. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And that's actually probably one of the more key things because you can immediately start making money. It's everything that you need in one place. The videos or the editing software is all right there. You can record and edit and do everything that you need. It is a very, very easy platform to use. I mean, for crying out loud, I can do it. Anyway, again, anchor.fm, give it a shot. Welcome back to Radio Free Catholic. Let us go ahead and open up with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Fili, Espiritu Sancti. Amen. Sancti Michael Archangelen, defende nos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraesidium. Imperetili deus supplicas deprecamur, tu que princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad perditionem animarem, pervegantur in mundo, divine virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. There's a post on Twitter today under the hashtag NotMyChurch, um, clearly in response to the statue vandalism, tabernacle raiding, church burning, and the attack on parishioners while in the church. In case you didn't hear, there was actually an assault where they went into the church during the services and proceeded to assault and batter the members uh, the members of the church. With the decapitation of the statues and all of the vandalism that's had happened to the church, it's obviously understandable that somebody's going to want to post a picture showing that they will defend their church. Easiest way to do that is get a snapshot of you and your your little AR-15 standing in front of the church, you know, under the hashtag, not my church. The post brought out the usual pacifists. 
Uh, and I say pacifists, not necessarily in the worst way. Um, however, it does include the cowards, the ones who will not stand for themselves, who would much rather call the police or get somebody else to intervene on their behalf. Uh, the genuinely pacifistic, the ones who are truly peaceful and who want to find another way to, to tackle the situation, and then those who are actually nothing more than people using scripture to beat somebody over the head for their, for their audacity to post such, a, such an item. Now, I want to start with, it is not wise to post on social media a picture of your face and your gun and the location that you will be defending that is asking for the Twitter mob to come after you and try to get the local police to come after you. And the local police would be the least of your worries. You have to remember that there's also the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. I mean, you could literally be setting yourself up for a raid by the federal government. Now, I'm not saying the federal government, certainly not under this administration. Um, you know, the federal government may not necessarily be the ones to come after you. However, we've seen in St. Louis, and we've seen nationwide examples where the police take a law-abiding citizen and turn them into the criminal, or try to at least. So this is not the best course of action. However... For the detractors who would claim to say that this is not in line with Catholic tradition, I would point out to you St. John of Capistrano, the Battle of Lepanto, St. Joan of Arc. There have been time and time and time throughout history where Catholics have stood up and physically defended the material possessions and the material existence of the Catholic Church. So to say, so to say that standing up in, in defense with weapons somehow doesn't fall in line with Catholic tradition is to be deluding yourself. I would, to those who say that, I would recommend that you dive back in, not just into the Triple C Catechism, but the Catechism of Trent, the Catechism of, of St. Pius X, because it is very, very clear in each of those that when you're standing up in defense of someone else, it is not Let's say that again, not against church teaching. We must be prepared to stand in defense of the faith and the faithful. We must be prepared to stand up for the innocent. Now, the first thing I noticed under that, under that uh, tweet was, the, was a few priests who posted pictures of their spiritual weapon, the rosary. First, fathers, you are absolutely right. The rosary is our first weapon, our primary form of defense. With the rosary, we can defend, we can defend ourselves against the assaults of the evil one. And make no mistake, these people who are attacking the church are most definitely being influenced by the evil one. So to cut them off at the root is definitely the best idea. However, I would like to add to the rosary as a line of defense the testimonies of St. Saint, of Saint John of Capistrano, <clears throat> the testimony of St. Joan of Arc, the testimony of the Cristeros, 
in, in Mexico. The testimony of St. Maximilian Colby. Because it is more than just prayer. We have to be willing to stand up in defense. We have to be willing to lay our lives down. It's good to show that you're willing to lay your life down. However, to those guys on Twitter who, are, who think that posting a photograph of you and your firearm in front of your church is a good idea, I'm going to remind you, you're just painting a target on your back for the Twitterati, and that's not a good idea. <clears throat> now, back to St. John of Capistrano. I'm going to hover around St. John of Capistrano for a bit. Because there was, in this last week, a bit of controversy with Bishop Robert Barron of Word on Fire Ministries, uh, the bishop who's commonly known as the Bishop of Social Media. <clears throat> he came out in defense of only placing a letter at, uh, or only putting out a letter in defense of St. Junipero Serra and other Catholic statues. And he was lambasted because it was, in fact, only a letter. Bishop Barron then responded to, to the criticism that it was not the job of the bishopric to lead and sanctify the public spaces. In fact, it was the job of the laity to sanctify the public spaces. And he got raked over the coals pretty hard. And rightly so, because if we cannot, excuse me, if we cannot expect leadership from our bishops, then we cannot expect leadership from our priests, in which case the laity have to stand up. Now, if the laity decide to stand up, bishop, then I would advise that you don't criticize the laity when they do. I would advise that if you're not going to stand up for the faith, excellency, don't lambast the priests and the laity who do. Keep your mouth shut if you're going to choose to keep your mouth shut. Otherwise, step up, get into the fight, and lead the way the bishop is supposed to. Now, this doesn't mean that you go out and be, you know, the policeman or the military or the National Guard. That's a stupid idea, and it was ridiculous of you. To, to make that as the comparison. St. John of Capistrano led the Christian armies in the Battle of Belgrade. He did not take up arms. He celebrated Mass. He heard confessions. He directed the priests with him to celebrate Mass and to hear confessions and to administer the sacraments while the army fought. He directed, he still directed the armies and did so wonderfully. The Christians won the Battle of Belgrade under the direction of a priest. And if, and admittedly, and this is actually where I'm going to go ahead and say, admittedly, he was a priest, he was not a bishop. So it does stand to reason that maybe the bishop's job is to sit on his behind back at the chancery and preach from the sidelines. That could be the case. I would hope that it's not the case, particularly in the age of social media, particularly when you happen to be, in particular, you, Bishop Barron, who have the platform and the followers on social media to actually guide the conversation in a manner that is in congruity with 
the Catholic faith. You should be stepping up for this opportunity. Instead, you're pulling back. Now, I admit that it's probably because you're only an auxiliary bishop and not the bishop or the archbishop. I got that, and I can perfectly understand that you may not necessarily have the leverage. However, to come out and say that the laity should do so without any guidance from Holy Mother Church is ridiculous on its face. As I said, St. Juan Capistrano did not pick up arms himself. His weapon was the rosary. His weapon, his weapons were the sacraments. It was not sword and shield or spear, but he did lead the army in the battle. However, given the way the alliances are working right now with the mo- with the mob, I wouldn't be surprised if part of the reason why you're not standing up more firmly is because the church is too busy collecting money from the government. That's right. In the billions, in the anywhere from one and a half to three or four billion dollars that the church as a whole collectively managed to collect from the federal government, thereby getting in the way of the small businesses, they managed to collect a huge portion of this money. And they're not the only, and admittedly, they're not the only organization to manage to scrape, to scrape away with money that they don't actually need or deserve. However, whether or not the PPP is a loan, whether or not the church manages to get that loan forgiven, the reality of the situation is, is that the money should be flowing out from the church to the people in need, which means that if parishes need money, then the bishops in the dioceses need to distribute that money. And if the dioceses need money, then the archbishop needs to distribute that money out to the dioceses. But the reality is, and all of us know this, and it's the reason why the church is getting absolutely no slack whatsoever as an organization, we all know that there are millions upon millions of dollars stashed away being hidden for the, for the sake of the fact that you've been too busy protecting predator priests. And that protection is beginning to cost you hundreds of millions of dollars. And had you not been doing the wrong thing in that case, then we wouldn't be calling you out on doing this in this case. The other part to this situation is maybe bishops, maybe instead of kneeling before even being asked to by the federal government and by the state governments and by the local governments, maybe you should have stood tall and kept the churches open, thereby allowing the parishioners to come in and fill the collection baskets and thereby pay for all of the personnel who run the parish. See, the short-sightedness of wanting, of wanting and hoping that you could protect the parish, and I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and assume that it's actually, it was actually done in it with a desire to protect the people in the parish. But that knee-jerk reaction in closing the doors cost you millions across the board. And now you're going to the government and asking them for millions and billions of dollars. You're out of your minds. You abandoned your post and now you want to collect from the federal government so that this, so that this way you can supposedly try to stand up and man your post again. 
I gotta be perfectly honest with you, as a taxpayer and as a parishioner, I don't trust you guys to do it. And I won't trust you guys to do it until the next time this rolls around and you actually prove me wrong. You should have never closed the churches. We are not here for our own safety and security. The Catholic Church isn't here for its own safety and security. It's here to help the poor, to, to minister to the sick. It's literally here to do what you chose not to do by closing those doors. And now you want to ask for taxpayer dollars. Never mind the fact that if those loans are not forgiven, then you're beholden to the federal government for them. And even if they are forgiven, the federal government's going to use the opportunity next time because governments always use opportunities like this to try and buy your compliance in the future. You had no business closing those doors. You had no business taking that money. And you have no business making the money flow upward in the church hierarchy instead of down in a time of, in a time of crisis. From the archbishop, from the most ranking archbishop all the way down to the lowest priest, you should be ashamed of yourselves for closing the doors and shutting down the sacraments to the faithful. You should be ashamed of yourselves for kneeling before the federal government and begging them for a handout. Ultimately, you should be ashamed of yourself because you did not trust God. Now, given the current circumstances, given the fact that the church is under attack, and I'm going to say this right here, if you think the church is not the ultimate target, then I want you to take a minute and look at the doctrine of these fanatics. All of these BLM fanatics, all of the, their Islamic allies, their anarchist psychopaths who happen to be in the pocket with them, if you look at them, every last one of them has a reason to target the church. But we're going to start with the BLM guys. First off, these people are trained Marxists. And if you've never looked into the doctrine of Marx, he is clearly anti-God. He is explicitly anti-Catholic. Meaning he's not just anti-God, he's anti-Catholic as well. Now, granted, he was also an anti-Semite, and everybody focuses on that because, God forbid, you actually pay attention to the big picture and realize that this guy's doctrines are whacked. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, under the umbrella of Marxism, they are against the traditional family. And it's to the extent, and they have said this repeatedly in videos on Twitter and in interviews around the world, that they are against the nuclear family. And they take that all the way to the extent that your children are not your own. They belong to the state. Now, I'm going to say that again because you can run that search, and I know you will find it on Twitter, that there are at least... Three videos out there where they explicitly state that we have to disabuse parents of the notion that the idea that their children belong to them. Focus on that for a minute. They're coming, not just for the church, but for your children. And the reason why they're coming for your children is because if they can indoctrinate your children and they can wash out any idea of God then they can do whatever it is that they want. Because the ultimate theme behind Marxism is licentiousness. It is the license to do whatever feels good. And I will say this. If they weren't specifically opposed to the Catholic Church, which happens to be the one church that contravenes and contradicts all of their stupid ideology... Look at the fact that they're currently partnering in many cases with witches and Satanists who have long since been more than happy to do whatever it is that they can against the church. And realize that this has also been the documented case everywhere where Marxism has been allowed to flourish. Russia, you had the Soviet Union under Lenin and Stalin. You had the Holodomor, the starvation of millions, and the banning of religion. In China, under the Maoist revolution, again, the banning of religion, and you only have to, I mean, hell, you don't even have to go any further than EWTN to find that they are currently attacking the Catholic Church again. The Chinese Communist Party under Xi Jinping has made no bones about doing whatever it is that they can for the furtherance of the power of the Chinese Communist Party, and in particular for Xi Jinping. In Venezuela, they had the same thing happen under their revolution. In Cuba, how many priests are in Cuba now? Hmm? How many were there before the before uh, Castro's revolution? How many priests did Che Guevara personally put to death? In Mexico, how many martyrs? Of, how many martyrs? How many Cristeros died at the hands of the government? And that government, 
And the thing that people seem to seem to not realize is that government was perfectly content with raping and murdering nuns just as much as they just as much as they were with killing priests and burning down churches. <clears throat> In France, 1100 plus churches have been sacked. The cathedral at Notre Dame, they say it wasn't arson, but I'm pretty sure it was arson. They can't really prove otherwise. They refuse to release any of the information about, about that church. But you can look at the 1,100 plus other churches that have been burned, vandalized, had their statues destroyed, had the tabernacle raided and the Eucharist and the Holy Eucharist stolen. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to know that there is definitively, specifically an anti-Catholic sentiment. And make no mistake, it's not like there are no Protestant churches in France. I mean, there's not many, to be sure. But nobody's going into Protestant churches and vandalizing their stuff. I mean, granted, they'll just burn the whole building down when they do that. But that's not happening to the degree that it's happening to the Catholic Church. In Germany, don't even get me started with Nazi Germany. I'm just going to say one name and hope it reminds you of the whole thing. St. Maximilian Kolbe. They had no problem arresting, imprisoning, and murdering priests. They had no problem arresting, imprisoning, and murdering nuns. They had no problem with anything coming up against the Catholic Church. Adolf Hitler hated Catholicism. Because we have the doctrine that stood up to every single tenet of his ridiculous, monstrous, ideology. We have martyrs in every country where that ideology ta has taken hold, and they testify that the number one target is God, specifically our Lord, because it is His church, the Catholic Church, that has the established doctrine condemning Marxism, Communism, and Socialism in any and all forms. Period. We have the target on our backs because it doesn't matter how you try to water it down. Ultimately, somebody's going to pick up a church document and say, hey, wait a minute. Doesn't the magisterium teach against communism and collectivism? Doesn't the magisterium teach against Marxism? Doesn't the magisterium teach against anything that is anti-God, anti-Christian, or anti-family? And there's no shortage of people who will go, well, yeah, the church does teach that. And it's for that reason and for that reason alone, because none of the Protestant churches have the solidarity to the 2,000 years of Christian tradition and Holy Scripture. I have heard some of these Protestant preachers actually contradict the Scripture that they're reading with some ridiculous doctrine to try and sell the allowance for one of these Marxist idiot ideas. <clears throat> now, we have to stand against this movement. And we have to remember, they don't want to coexist. And they cannot tolerate you or your God. They're implacable. You don't have to look any further than the fact that they currently have the government on their side. Think about this for a minute. Only 8% of America uses Twitter. And only 2% of Twitter are these, are these extremist leftist retards. I mean, granted, they all happen to have the blue check and that ought to tell you where Twitter's at. 
But it's been the Twitterati that have managed to move the police. They move them out of the city of New York, they move them out of the city of Minneapolis, and then they move them into the house of the McCloskeys. That's insane. They put them in the house and arrested how many salon owners? I mean, we're talking at least three salon owners in three different states. We're talking about a gym owner in New Jersey. We're talking about the current fight going on in, in California. I mean, if it wasn't for the bishops in Minnesota to stand up against the government and force the government to realize that religion, church, is a necessary business, I don't. We would be we would be in such dire straits right now. I don't even know how. <clears throat> but the lesson from the McCloskeys and from the salon owner in Texas and and the gym owner in New York is that you can't necessarily trust the police. Now, I'm not saying you can't trust the police, but you cannot trust them to be on your side because while these same people want you to back the blue, they're also going to turn around and gladly take your weapons and take your ability to defend yourself just so they can keep their job. And remember that when they're just doing their job, they're doing it specifically just so they can keep their paycheck. They have no problem in some cases of stepping on your rights as a citizen in order to maintain their ability to retain a paycheck. And I don't know what decision I would make if, if I was in their position. So I'm not saying this with any condemnation, but I am saying that you need to be concerned about it. So it's maybe not the best idea to post your face on Twitter with your gun in front of your church and thereby begging Twitter to go after you and get local law enforcement to come get your guns. Good luck defending your parish without a gun now that they've taken it from you. <clears throat> the best recommendation that I can see is to check with your priest or your confessor and maybe collaborate with your local Knights of Columbus so at least that way you can secure some backing for whatever plan it is that you have to defend your church. And it will reduce, although it's not going to thoroughly eliminate, because everybody knows spineless people don't necessarily stand up to scrutiny, but it will reduce the likelihood that you will find yourself being thrown under the bus by having your weapons confiscated or yourself arrested. <clears throat> Understand that I absolutely back standing up in defense of the church, standing up in defense of churches, standing up in defense of church property and church members. There's no part of the Holy, of Holy Mother Church that I don't back defending, be it some statue in a park that happens, that happens to have been paid for by a church or the Blessed Mother, her, the statues of the Blessed Mother at a local parish or a local Catholic school. These icons ought be defended. They need to be defended. If we don't defend them, who's going to? Most of the Protestants think that the, think that the statues of the Blessed Virgin Mary are idols, and they don't comprehend the significant difference between idolatry and veneration. And that difference is vitally important. And if we don't, and if we don't continue to demonstrate it, then we cannot testify to it, and they will win on another front. It is absolutely necessary to defend yourselves, but do it smart. 
unless God calls you to martyrdom, and you'll know if he calls you to martyrdom because you won't have a choice about it, don't go running for it. It's hard to speak if you're dead. No matter what you decide, may God bless you and keep you. May the Virgin protect you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.